0: This is the Head-On Collision Podcast. I don't eat that much sugar anymore, like, period. Like, I just, if I eat sugar, I, I do, I don't even do much fruit. I just do berries, small berries, because yeah.
1: the antioxidant properties are amazing, like blueberries. Yeah. They outweigh themselves, like, they benefits outweigh the cons by, like...
0: And, like, it's a so whole cup for, like, 15 calories. Is, yeah. No, I think it's like, it's, like, 40 calories, but it's, like, a cup, like 140 grams. It's yeah. It's, like... You put that in oatmeal. That's a lot of blueberries.
1: Yeah, no, it is for sure, and that's like, it sucks because like, out of all like fruits, berries, whatever it may be, blueberries are my least favorite, like by far. Like, you just like anything blueberry flavored, don't even go there. Like, I will not touch it. But like, blueberries and oatmeal, I can do that. What's yeah, I can do that. Like fruit. Yeah. Well, berry. Berry. Um big on strawberries even though that's just a lot of natural sugar i'm just like uh (laughs) i don't to be honest with you like my fruit consumption is so far down i actually ate like a peach and i think like a nectarine today like and that's the most fruit i've had i would probably go as far to say in like the last year because like at one time because uh, i don't know fruits they're beneficial for you obviously like especially on this carb cycling diet like he preaches the only carbs you should really need to have are sweet potatoes, uh-huh. and so that's what I that's what I eat, and I'm a firm believer in it.
0: After I seen your sweet potato, I literally bought two sweet potatoes. I ate them.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I ate
0: uh, fourteen ounces of sweet potato post workout with my chicken, dude. So like it's, right after I left your place.
1: Yeah, no, it's like his it best case scenario. Like, and you can cook it so many different ways. Like, the best part about that, that sweet potato diet book I have, yeah. um, is that literally. Like, probably two thirds of the back half of the book is all recipes. So, like, he teaches you how to make everything. I, for there for a while when I got into it, I was big into doing sweet potato muffins. And he had a recipe, like, it wasn't, he didn't make the book yet, but it was one of the recipes he had, like, on his website or something. Oh, yeah, because
0: you were one of the, yeah, you kind of got early access. Yeah, and
1: so I actually you ended up on the website, didn't you? Yeah, I ended up on oh, the yeah. website, yeah. So, my before and after pictures are on the website, and like, it was pretty big. Like what I is did.
0: That,
1: is that again? It's it's literally sweetpotatodiet.com. Yeah, like that's what <laughs> well, it is. Like much
0: you paid for that domain? <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> but no, it's not. It's not too bad. Like I remember when I very first like stumbled across him, Michael Morelli. is the guy's name, and like I stumbled across Michael Morelli, and the stuff he was putting out was like it all made sense. But I could tell like he was I don't know his earlier videos. He was trying to talk to everybody, like in a sense of like the whole world, like trying to like, you know, dumb it down enough. But he was still talking to my opinion, like in my opinion, the way hearing him talk and preach about this stuff was to like a... More like a, I guess, intermediate gym-goer, intermediate fitness, nutritionist, ex- like not expert, but like somebody yeah, who knows yeah, knows. yeah, exactly. The, the basics. Yeah. So like not somebody like you run into those people all the time that's like, somebody was talking about macros and I just don't. And I was like, it's not that hard. Like I understand maybe if you've never heard of it before. Yeah, it can be a little confusing, but really? <laughs> I lived, when I first
0: started, so I was still super overweight. And when I first started trying to lose weight, I knew chicken breasts were healthy and I knew broccoli and snap peas were healthy. Yeah. Literally, I only ate chicken and broccoli for, like, a week straight. And then I'd, like, binge eat pizza and donuts. Oh, yeah, for the sure. The hazelnut creamer yeah. for my coffee. <laughs> so, me and my brother went in, we'd drink a gallon of hazelnut creamer. Oh, like, man. Oh, every, like, three days, we'd go through the family size, like, gallon of creamer.
1: That's crazy. But I'd, like,
0: literally binge eat. Like, people, like, realize, like, I had a straight eating disorder. I wouldn't touch anything during the day, anything during the day. And my willpower just whittled down to nothing. As soon as it got darker, like, whatever the case was, just went in, like. Yeah, for sure. Two pizzas, like, drinking yeah. donuts. Like, I I literally couldn't tell you when the last time I had a donut. But back when I used to eat them, like, the, just the old-fashioned with the yep. chocolate dipped in coffee.
1: Come on now, come on, <laughs> I never did, so I never got into the, I was huge the donuts back in the day too, um, I wasn't necessarily, that was when I was at my biggest, but I was like, I was going through high school, high school sports and all that stuff, so I was, I mean, I was heavy during high school, but what like, a, so my biggest ever was like, officially when I stepped on the scale was 312, so 312 pounds, and that was somewhere freshman year of college, now, another pretty good story too, I'll kind of go over Don't let me forget to to tell you about my roommate in college because that's a great story too. But um, I used to eat like not necessarily shit foods, but like I grew up in a low-income family, like small town farm. Mom mom was a teacher, like, but she didn't even get her teaching degree until I was like, uh, I think, you know, 10th grade. So like growing up, mom was a stay-at-home mom. Dad was a farmer and dad made like nothing. So like every meal... We would have... The only thing we did have, since we were farmers, we had cows. So we got our own beef. That was it. Yeah, so the great, right? So nice. So nice. But yeah, literally what we did, like, I can remember during, like, childhood, hamburger helper was all we did. And, like, <laughs> I told that to, you know, my wife, Bianca, and she was, like, she was literally like, oh, she's like, that sounds terrible. And I'm like, I well, love hamburger I, helper. Like, I can get down on hamburger to this saying, day. <laughs> so what about
0: the mac and cheese with beef
1: did you ever do that? I did. We did it all. Like, really? it, was, it was all, like, I could do any of it. Like, literally. It was pretty good. Like, because I was telling her the other day, like, or not the other day, but like a while back somewhere in there, I think, like, there was a point to where we were, like, you know, didn't have enough money to go, like, to our normal Whole Foods and, like, do that stuff. So I was, like we could do hamburger health or she literally almost lost it she was like are you kidding i was like all right all right i'm like it doesn't bother me and i was like that's what we did all the time as kids but you're like you
0: can find a new wife." right exactly it's like so we ate
1: we ate a lot of protein like literally this has been like not the same physique obviously but like this has been my height and my weight has been the same since like i was telling you last night since seventh grade like what's your height 6'2". Six two. Six two. Yeah, it's like six six one and 3 quarters technically, but with shoes on. we well, one. <laughs> Exactly. I just want to throw that out there. No. <laughs> so 6'2", <laughs> like, and then 255 pounds was when I was in seventh grade. And like I said, it fluctuated. I got up to 260 in wrestling somewhere in there because I actually needed to put on some weight because I was wrestling heavyweight at 250 pounds. So there was a 30-pound gap above me, like, Ooh, of yeah. nothing. So I was having to wrestle kids 30 pounds heavier than I was. So, like, um, oh, I wasn't necessarily unhealthy by any means. And then, like, I would fluctuate. My senior year of wrestling, I was wrestling heavyweight at, like, 235. And I was actually one of the best in the state um, for for heavyweight in, uh, what, class one in Missouri is what it is. Lowest class. So, not yeah. the highest. People think class one is, like, big school. And like, nope. <laughs> so like Super I did, low. I graduated with 10 people. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I was with, like, the donuts, dude. I love donuts. Like, dad would, like... Like I said, you know, we just lived that way. We didn't live healthy, per se. And, like, Dad would bring home donuts, like, you know, every – once every – not week. In between week and two-week mark, he'd bring home donuts sometime. He'd go to, like, the truck stop at, like, 5 a.m. and get the fresh donuts that they just made. Super good. Like, the hexagon donuts that are, like, just glazed, like, just regular glaze and, like, bring them back home. And we'd eat – like, we'd devour them. So, I love donuts, dude. Like – they are my favorite thing. I hadn't had a donut for probably two years until my birthday, like a week ago. <laughs> I told Bianca, I was, she was like, do you want to do ice cream, birthday cake? I was like, I want to wake up and go get donuts. I was like, that's really all I want. Like unhealthy food, that's all I want. So like did the donuts. It was amazing. Donuts and coffee. But like I missed out because I started drinking coffee when I started losing weight just because that Michael Morelli preached how great black coffee was for pre-workout. Well, so, it's good for
0: like mobilizing fat.
1: Like Yeah, no, it's actually yeah, that's true. Like one of the big things that I guess um I learned when I wasn't like into health and fitness that much was like I think you can kind of confirm this or not, but I heard like it helps like unclog per se arteries, but just like help clean out your arteries and stuff like that, drinking black coffee. Is that a thing per se? I haven't heard that, but like I've seen
0: studies on testosterone levels, so like how oh, yeah. men with testosterone levels I've seen uh, caffeine periods, so like caffeine from like uh, black coffee or caffeine from like green tea. Yeah. Like both of those, they're both antioxidants. So mm-hmm. people don't realize coffee is still an antioxidant. So it helps mobilize fat still. So like, yeah. people hear about green tea extract sometimes. Once you get more into like nutrition and supplements, like eventually green tea extract comes up. It's very studied. Yeah. So like uh, black coffee has similar effects. Black coffee. Not the f- yep. frappe <laughs> caramel. That's exactly cooler, right.
1: a <laughs> like hundred. Have you looked at the calories of some of those? Literally, the oh, like- it's unreal, dude. Do you remember when what the uni- unicorn frappe was going around? You remember that? No. So that was like that was pretty recent. Um, I don't know if they still do it or not, but Starbucks was offering like a unicorn frappe, and it's like it was a frappe, but it basically. When it was all said and done, like, it was literally creamer and whipped cream mixed up, and they, like, put dye in it. So it was, like, it was a drink from Starbucks. It was, like, purple and pink, and basically, like, you're drinking cotton candy. And, like... That's disgusting. I want to say per serving, like, what the um, sugar amount on it were per serving was over, like, 100 grams. Yeah. And, like, a serving was, like... The eight
0: ounces? Yeah. And there was a like small three, one. And three, like the three,
1: lowest you could get is like a 16 and then like a 24 and then – or 20 and then 24 or something like that. But like yeah. people were devouring this thing and like total calorie count would be like 1,100, 1,200 calories for so, like one drink. It's unreal, dude. So like when I
0: first got into like being serious about working, it was because my, my oldest brother pretty much only – Family member I associate with, yeah. he's the one that got me involved in like self improvement, learning. Like we actually co-host another. I I'm gonna be on his podcast quite yeah. a bit moving forward because we're to the part of his story where I really came back into it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's when we both started really learning about like self improvement, growth, all this stuff. But literally, mm-hmm. like he's the manager of a couple of fitnesses, so he was the GM of different ones. Yeah, around like if one was doing bad they moved him and he brought the numbers up and I yeah. kind of went with him like for sure uh, the first couple years I uh, spent time with him was just over the summer so I was like uh, I spent one summer with him based on he came over once and I didn't let him leave without taking me because I just I did not like my environment <laughs> so like I went with him and like he's just blaring like Tony Robbins and like all this stuff because he was uh, still selling cars at that time so like he was focused on like Mindset, so Tony Robbins is big on mindset and stuff like uh, priming and getting yourself mentally in the right place Mm -hmm. because everything comes off of that. So we went deep in the law of attraction for a while. We went deep in all over the place. But when he was eventually the general manager of LA Fitnesses, we had always go to Caribou and get the large white turtle mocha with an extra shot of espresso. Literally, it was 1,200 calories. Wow. Dude, there was Snickers bars. Wow. In the drink. And the first time I drank it, he just gave it to me, like, because we were working out, but, like, neither of us really knew about nutrition. Yet, yeah, at for all. sure. Like, the only thing he knew was, like, him playing football. So, he was a pretty freak athlete, if not for, like, some injuries and stuff and being tiny. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, if he, was, if he was, like, 205, he would have been in the league. Yeah, for sure. So, but he just he didn't know anything about nutrition. It was, like, college, you got pizza, you got, like, just garbage. Yeah. And he followed that along, kind of, into when we were really hanging out. And then we, like, oh, post-workout, you drink a protein shake. That's what we knew. So, we had a protein shake. But, oh, but eggs are good. Which, eggs are phenomenal eggs are still a big part of mine and my clients' programs most of the time for the co waking for the cholesterol so many people are scared of cholesterol for no good reason cholesterol is a building block for so many hormones in the body both male and female Mm -hmm. so like I just heard a funny thing uh, Weight Watchers now it's a zero a zero like their score so they give these points Mm -hmm. whole eggs are now a zero point food so you can literally eat as many eggs as you want because they see so much benefit in Hormones and, like, fat loss. like Yeah. Just from having the right nutrients in your body. For sure. But that also comes down to getting good quality ones. Exactly. Because the big issue, like, with chicken and stuff like that, my lean meats, my... Basically how I approach it, I won't spend extra on lean protein sources. Because the main thing that changes in, my like, grass-fed beef or stuff, free-range eggs, are. Mm-hmm the fat content the fatty yep. acid content mm-hmm. and that's where most of the health benefits come from the red meats all the minerals and everything that's in the fat so I'll spend extra money on those but like an 99 ground turkey no I'm not spending an extra $5 yeah, exactly. for you to say it's organic for sure and that's a whole another story yeah like they keep busting out different things on things that are allowed to call organic in our country, is just insane. Like, I, they break down like, oh yeah, you can use this
1: much deadly chemical. Like,
0: <laughs> what, what makes it different than the normal stuff? Then, like, nothing.
1: No, that's a good point too. Because I have like, I know somebody. I won't drop her name, but <laughs> um, somebody who I care about. She, uh, she's huge on eating grass-fed meats only. Huge on it, and her reasoning behind eating grass fed meats is because, well, you know, she doesn't want to, especially beef, she doesn't want to eat animals who have been eating corn because. And soy. They feed them a lot of soy. Yeah, so, but corn's her biggest reasoning. She's like, corn's terrible. Like, you know, they can hardly digest it. We can't digest it. I'm not going to eat it. So, she will get by 100% grass fed beef. And she'll make it either a steak or a hamburger. Yeah. And then put it on her plate right next to it. She'll pile up corn and eat the corn next to it. That's what I don't understand.
0: <laughs> she literally said, I will not eat
1: corn. In Followed the, by, I eat corn with my... With the 100% grass. So I do not get it. That's what I was saying. So like this has been a thing for a while now. Like it's been like, I've been like... Guess per se get making hints like at her whenever we do eat, which is very very slim. But whenever we eat and stuff, I'll like make hints at her, and she she like, she does like doesn't follow what I'm trying to get at. But like it's weird. But she like refuses because of course, like I said, we have beef at our at our farm, and like, um, they want to like buy a cow from us.
0: I was going to talk to you about that.
1: After yeah, for podcast. sure. Yeah, no, definitely. So yeah.
0: I'm all about
1: it. Yeah, definitely. And that's something like we can definitely see. It's a, it it's really up to my dad per se, but yeah, we'll we'll see what's going we'll see how kind of we go on that along those lines. But anyway, so they want to like they talk. they were talking about doing that, but she's like, "Well, are is your beef 100% grass-fed?" I'm like, "No, they're not. They're like, I don't know. I would say like 95% grass-fed. Like we feed them grass. Like they're pasture-raised." Um, they have a great life. Like our cows are very, very well taken care of, because we have a little amount. You know, we care about our animals. Yeah. You know, like I was telling you, like with the hunting and everything. I guess I wasn't talked about hunting, but kind of the reason reason why I'm a hunter and that stuff is because like we care about animals. So, um, very well taken care of. But like she was like, so it's a hundred percent grass fed, and I'm like, yeah, well it's they're grass fed up until about like the butcher cow we butcher. He's grass fed until about three months before we take them to be butchered. And then we finish them off on corn. That's just corn finished grass fed cows. And most of the cows that you see at whole foods is hundred percent grass fed. Or if it says, if it says grass fed, then they are corn finished for sure. Yeah. If it says hundred percent grass fed, then they can be, gra- they can be corn finished, but you have to find like in the fine print that it says not corn finished. Yeah. I've started looking for yep, that too. For sure. So if you do like, like I said, I don't think it matters too much because it's – and like I guess if you break it down into really basic science, you know, energy from the sun to the corn to the animal, like the cow breaks down the food or the – breaks down the corn. We don't have to. Like if you're going to preach, don't eat like (laughs) corn-fed cows. It is funny. Then you can't eat corn and I don't like corn. I personally like – I grew up eating corn all the time. Like, sweet corn tastes amazing. It does. Like, I'll eat it all the time. Bunk, like, a tablespoon of butter, a big pile of sweet corn. Like, I could eat that for days. But, like, anymore, like, I try to stay away from corn because it's, like, such a high starch content. Like, it's all starch. Like, that's, like, literally the corn that my dad grows goes to a place in Kansas City called National Starch. And they make cereal. Like, cereals, they make... Uh, Malto meal, like all that stuff that's just like literally straight starch. Yeah. That's where his corn goes. And like yeah, he's like he, he doesn't care at all, but um it's it's funny to see like those kind of people do that. Like say, I don't want this but I'll eat that. Like it's just in there the same things. What they're trying to say is correct, but they're missing the whole point. Like <laughs> so that's a big thing I guess. That like kind of bugs me with some people. It's like you have good intentions, but you're really missing out on the big picture here. And it's like it's not hard to see. Like it's it's just it's weird. Some people get me like that, but that's just how it goes. But so
0: before we get too far away from me
1: you, yeah, your roommate story. Yes, roommate story. So um, this is kind of it's kind of funny because I gained when I got to college. When like when I walked my first day in college, I of course you meet a whole bunch of people. And I met my roommate who I'll kind of get into here in a second, but from that day on, from when I started college, uh, like freshman year of college, till about three years later, not three years, about a year later, I, my weight climbed from like 240 pounds to 312 pounds, like in a year, like it just slowly climbed. And like, it was one of those things where it was slow enough to where I was like, you know, you see yourself in the mirror every day. It's like, you know, you don't really know. And then like, you don't know until you step on the scale and it goes 300 pounds and you're like (laughs) eight months ago I was at 240 like what happened so yeah it's just like you find you're dumbfounded anyway so I had this roommate and first day we met he was like I walk into the room he's sleeping on the bed like it's just it's a it's a shitty room it's like it's a really like I guess for college campus, it was the old building per se. Like everyone on campus knew it as the old dorm building. Um, So I walk in there, he's a big kid, like body fat percentage is probably like 50 plus percent. Like he's huge and no muscle. Um, He weighed about 350 pounds, like huge. And he's a short kid. Like he's just super, super big. And walked in and he had, I can't remember what it's called, but he had a, a problem with his head. When he was little, they had to do surgery on basically his head and he's got this huge scar down his head. But I walk in and we're really good friends so we laugh about it now. So I'm, it's not like anything bad or negative. But I walked in and like I see this kid, giant kid laying on his bed sleeping. And like, of course he's like head buried in a cover, like looks like he's been sleeping. Like, <laughs> you know, nobody looks pretty when they're sleeping. But um, he he's sleeping and I walk in and like, All I see is this kid giant kid laying on the bed half of his hair is shaved off he's got this giant scar like from the top of his eye all the way down like a scalp and I literally the first thought is like this kid is gonna kill me (laughs) Because like it's just it was the scariest like I was like you know first day in college you're like you're already like nerves are kind of high like you know you're excited to be there but you're like crap I don't even know my roommate and then you walk in and you just see this kid like with this nasty sleep look on his face with this big scar and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and like I get in, I open up the door, and like he like I start putting stuff down on the bed and he like figures out like I'm there doing stuff. So he like kind of wakes up and rolls up and he like looks up at me, doesn't say anything. Like he literally sits there for like a minute, no no words, no contacts. I'm like, hey, you know, my name's Clay. He didn't say anything. He walked out, went to the bathroom, and, like, apparently that's what he told me later on. (laughs) And he went to the bathroom, and I literally, that night, I spent the first week of college staying in one of my friend's dorms. That was, like, across campus, because I was like, I really don't want to stay with this kid, because... You know he didn't talk to me like he looked weird at first but anyway so kid turned out to be he was you know a homebody, but he was he was you know really nice i'm a nice kid so i made friends pretty quick with him yeah. and then he uh he started talking to me about weight and fitness and that stuff and of course that was when i was getting into it big time like not necessarily like the weight loss aspect of it but I was like yeah I want to be a Mr. Olympia like you know you know those guys were my role models for lack of a better term <laughs> and yeah. um, so it was like yeah you know these guys are so cool I was watching the Olympia every year like something like that so he was he started asking me like you know little questions at a time like you could tell he was shy about it like yeah. but you could you you really could tell that he wanted to lose weight and, Of course, I was a pretty shy guy too, so I wasn't just gonna be like, "All right, dude, let's go. We're gonna get it. We're gonna lose weight." Like, not I wasn't in my personal trainer mindset at the time, so you know, um, so I like everything he asked me, I would give him a hint, like give him an idea, and he was like, you know, talk to me about this and that, and I told him kind of some diets that he could try if he wanted to when he'd asked, and um, he ended up during the whole year of college, like I said, as I was gaining weight, he was losing weight. And it used to be he was 350 pounds and about, it was about February, he lost in about six months, he lost about 70 pounds. Like it was pretty ridiculous, but, and he did it by just doing things like he didn't do anything. Like he, he like literally he had every TV show that like adult swim TV show memorized. Like his, he, all he did was like sit at home. Very big into weed. So he smoked a lot of weed.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. And> then, <laughs> so that directly correlates to uh, eating a lot of food.
1: Yep. So he, he did that. He ate a lot of food. He watched TV all the time. Watched movies. He, like, didn't care about how he looked. He had a girlfriend. Like, he just... He didn't care. So, like, um, he just... Little by little, like, he saw me. He I was working out. And later on, like, at the end of the year, obviously, you know, he, he thanked me for all the help. but we got to talking about it one day afterwards, like, a year afterwards. And he was, like... He's like, I think my biggest motivation was seeing me walk into the room and being, you know, 18 years old, but being a really big 18, like a thick buff, like 18 year old kid. And he just was like, that was when it hit him. He was like, I could be like, I could have been like that if I would have been working on it. So then that's when he slowly decided to take it upon himself to do a little bit at a time. But we got him in the gym, taught him a lot of form on basic stuff. Yeah. Um, his squat was a complete mess, like everybody's is that hasn't done squat or even been in the gym. So it was like...
0: Dude, most people can't do a bodyweight squat.
1: Yeah, it's that bad. So we were like... I
0: couldn't do a bodyweight when I was... Because I got up to, what, 315 pounds was the heaviest I stepped on the scale. Yeah. And that was when I was 15, so I was probably still under 6 feet tall. Yeah. Like, I have one picture on my social media, my Instagram, that showed yeah, how fat yeah. I, I really was. But... <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it's still funny to think about. It. Like, I had so much acne because I was just pounding Mountain like, just drink so yeah. much pop. Like, my first big change was literally I cut out pop, lost 40 pounds,
1: like, legitimately. Like, it, it's it almost a huge jump, it's almost instant, too. Like, it's not instant per se, but like, it's, it feels like it, it, like, it like, does. That's what I mean. Like, it seems like everybody has this number that they can lose very, very quickly, and then they hit this point that's like just white it's like I, it's almost like a plateau you know that yeah. you hit this point to where you're like oh that was the easiest thing ever this is gonna be a cakewalk and then you hit this point and you're like it's been two months and I have, haven't lost anything <laughs> so do you think it's cause people start trying to go too hard too
0: fast so they like they put I look at it kinda of like a deck card cards. like I follow John and was pretty closely. Mm-hmm. one of his seminars he went over like when you think about dieting or losing weight like you gotta think about it as like methodically what cards you can play for weight loss. So, like, obviously you have increased exercise, you have uh, fat burners, you have reduced yeah. calories. Like, you have all these cards at your disposal. And some people go all in, they play everything. So now your calories are low, you're doing cardio twice a day, you're lifting. Like, everything is just, you went all in. Yeah. As soon as you hit that plateau, you have nothing to exactly. add. In you yeah. can't pull calories any lower like That's exactly people right. back themselves into a corner so fast with trying to do too much too fast because they want to see the results right away and some results quickly will get you motivated to keep going back yeah. but like some of the, depending on where you are you're at with body fat percentage wise you can make big progress with small changes like and max out that one variable before you change it again so like if you're gonna like increase volume in the gym if you're going to um, add in 30 minutes of cardio in the morning, fasted, like, pl- play out the one variable until you don't progress. Then add another variable. Play that out until you don't progress anymore. Mm-hmm. Then you can look into, like, fat burners or, like, yeah, kind of super supplements or however For you sure. we want to talk about of course, that. definitely. So, like, it all comes in stages. Like, you can't just play all the cards and then... When you hit a plateau, I have nowhere to go.
1: Exactly. Nowhere. I think a lot of that too is – like I agree with that in a, in a sense as well. I think a lot of it's too is like anybody who wants to lose weight, the first thing they do is cut calories drastically and they don't realize it. Like if you're, if you're new to all this and like you don't know macros, you don't know how many calories you're supposed to be eating in the first place and yet you decide, you know, oh, you know – I'm tired of my body. I want to lose weight. Just the the day you wake up, because everybody has that day they wake up and they're like, "This is it. Game over. I'm done." Like I'm losing weight. I'm gonna get in shape. Like they just have that moment. Yep. And so I sure did. Yeah. No. Like, like every every client I've ever talked to, they just say, "Yep." That was like, I knew when it had to change. So, yeah, everyone has that kind of a moment. I mean, if you don't, then. I don't know, many casual or casual fit people who are just like, yeah, I just decided I was going to do it. Like yeah. <laughs> there's a pretty big drive like, behind when, it. <laughs> one day I did a little bit. And then, and yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, Wait. that's not what happens. But anyway, so a lot of it's too like obviously they, they're they like they wake up and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it right now. So they do and they're like, oh, instead of eating, you know, my donuts and cereal, I'm going to eat a bowl of oatmeal. All right, that's great for you. It's, it's amazing for you that you did that. But instead of eating their normal nine hundred to a thousand calorie breakfast, they pop it down to like three four hundred calories, yeah. and then they do that throughout the day. And then they, you know, they see in a month's worth of time, they see the significant amount of weight loss, but they don't realize instead of eating their normal amount of. Three, four thousand calories, five thousand, six thousand for some cases. Like, it's easy to eat that much. It really is. (laughs) Yeah, it's way easy.
0: Countless eating contests. Literally, there was one meal that were five
1: thousand calories. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty ridiculous, but like, yeah. So, anyway, so they get to from that lifestyle, they're eating like a thousand, fifteen hundred calories, even like two thousand, twenty five hundred calories, like what they should be at normally, is like, it's ridiculous because they put themselves in such a deficit. Their metabolism is still super high because there's you, it's somewhat high. I mean, it's used to digesting that many calories, yeah. and then you drop it so low.
0: That you have time gonna, sadly,
1: so that's the thing. So then, yeah. Oh man, you know that's when you get the people who are like lost thirty pounds in a month. You know, I lost forty pounds in three months. Like, you know, and it's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, as a personal trainer, like you never want to be negative. Like. That's not good. Like, it's not good. But you don't ever want to be like uh, that. Like, you did it wrong. You always want to be like, oh, that's awesome. Like, we're gonna keep going and like you. You know, be positive about it. But at the same time, it's like you watch these people who now are like they're they're dead. You know, in a sense, they're just depressed now because they've lost so much weight so quick, and their metabolism metabolism finally caught up to them, and it's so low, they can't do anything more. And if they try to raise it back up. Weight gain is instant. Like, it's crazy. So that, that was a problem with myself too when I lost a lot of weight is because I was eating the right amount of calories. But some days I would not eat – like, it was very sporadic. Like, I would eat – some days I'd eat my normal, like, what, 2,500, 26 2,800 calories, which is what I was shooting for. Golden State got the W. Oh, there you go. Perfect. They, they really ran away with it. Yeah. Like, one fifteen eighty six. Yep, tied. So the next game will be at. Um, Where was it? This that was one's like at Golden State. State. Yep. Yeah. So the next game will be at Houston. I don't know. <laughs> I want to put a want to put a prediction down right now. Good. I think they're gonna. I think Golden State wins out. They They don't lose another game. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be close. I think. Uh, I think Houston will win. Be yeah, honest with you. So you think they're going into a game seven? Well, it's 3-3 no, right sorry, now. Yeah, yeah this will be Game 7. Oh, no, so no, who no, do you no. think? So you want to change? I'm going, I'm going with Golden State. No, I'm not. Going with like Golden State. All right. All right. Golden That's cool. State. I'm going with Houston. I think Houston's going to win home court advantage. And I think they've been a better team all year, too. Like, uh, the talent on Golden State is ridiculous. But as a team aspect, I think Houston, with Chris Paul, if he if he comes back, yeah. Dude, they're going to win. He showed out, Like, people wrote really him yeah. off. Yeah. No, I'm. Wrote
0: him off.
1: I'm saying, and I don't watch that much basketball. I really don't. Like, I watch the highlights. I watch ESPN. Yeah. But for the whole season, I I don't watch much. But That's
0: funny, I was hoping to get that UFC, like, watching like UFC, but yeah, I end up being getting the wrong day completely. Yeah, I know. That's all right. <laughs> That's funny. <It's>
1: like, <laughs> whatever works, but. Good.
0: Yeah, I think it's in different countries, so they, I don't know, got adjusted a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah where where is it at then do you know where it would be at uh, where they're doing the fight Liverpool? at or, maybe I thought I'd seen something about Liverpool huh? that's uh where's Liverpool that's I, uh I know nothing
0: about <laughs> geography Dude, I don't know the next city over yeah
1: I know nothing about geometry <laughs> <laughs> no so yeah I'm the same way I mean yeah my my geography skills suck <laughs> I hardly got
0: the capital of my on state in elementary school. Do <laughs> you remember that test? Oh, yeah. The whole, yep, whole thing. You have to
1: like, do all the states, and then the next test you have to do all the capitals. Yep, that's the worst, the state and the capital quiz. I yeah. think, uh, yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> that, was pretty, that was pretty rough. School was rough in general. <laughs> school wasn't really for me. I kind of got out of that scene
0: a little yeah. bit earlier than
1: the average fella. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, what was I talking about? I don't know. I just, right, before we right before Golden State took it away. Um Oh, metab- metabolic deficit. So yeah. So that was like that was one of the hardest things to watch your clients be that upset that they can't go anymore and they're, like they're gaining weight now. Yeah. And it's like that's the hardest thing too because sometimes like the best answer for somebody who's in I guess uh like a, a better like I don't know what it's called exactly, but what I like to call it is like a metabolic rehab. To get yeah. their metabolic rate back up, the, like the sometimes the best way to do it is they have to gain 5, 10, 15 pounds because they have yeah. to get metabolism so back up. So
0: many clients, that, when they got to me, <clears throat> the first thing I did it was like, I'm like, well, stop doing cardio. They were doing like insane amounts yeah. of cardio. I'm like, no, like, we're doing no cardio. Like, you're going to weight train on those days you were doing just cardio. Like, yeah. We're going to switch things up. So I went that route. And then the best thing I found. Early, when I was trying to add calories back in, I almost added in just pure protein. Yeah. So, like, I almost didn't give them any extra carbs. Like, I didn't give them any extra fats. I gave them... Their extra calories came from, like, getting the protein up. For sure. And then when they kind of hit a stable place with those slightly higher calories where they're not adding any more weight, then I can bring their protein down kind of closer to where it was or where they see it. And then I can add in the other variables back so I can add the fat some of those calories back in from fat but yeah. the only way I've seen not adding a bunch of weight back onto them instantly which they still got weight gain like it was you're not going to avoid it but the lowest jump up in mental like fight because when you jump yeah. back up in weight like I'd have a cheat meal you know, be up 15 pounds literally lose my shit yeah like, exactly you, go, you start spiraling and you can't have that yep so like I would pretty much start with just up in the protein like Even if it was excessive, like, it was a short period of time, like, like you don't need a gram for pound for a woman, like, which normally, like, a well-trained woman, I would still recommend close
1: to that. Yeah, I I think that's a pretty rule of thumb for everybody. I don't, I wouldn't really know, to be honest with you, I don't...
0: They don't, they did studies on untrained women only needing, like, uh, 0.3 grams per pound of body weight
1: for what, general health but if you bumped it up to like what re- normal recommendation for healthy people are like a gram per pound body weight what would it, would, it, would they what would happen <laughs>
0: so I'm, I haven't really seen any negative effects but the like general like women a lot of the studies were done that like they were perfectly healthy at
1: point .3 point .3 like, that's
0: ridiculous and men are like, pretty standardly like Right around the gram per pound. Yeah. Even if we're... doing what? Like, intense sports or anything. Yeah. And then, like, women creep up closer to that one gram when they're well-trained. And men can creep
1: up to, obviously, the 1.5.
0: I've seen people eat insane amounts of protein.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. And that's, like... Yeah. No, it's it's super, super important. But at the same time, it's... I don't know. From my understanding,
0: you can't really overdo protein. Because if you overdo protein, the amino acids just convert into... Glucose, like mm-hmm. it basically turns into sugar for energy. Yep. So as soon as you max out what your body needs for the amino acids,
1: it just spares the rest's energy source. So and glucose. you get and you you get rid rid of it a lot through you know urine and digestion. Yeah. Like it's just you lose a bunch of what you don't need, but in that sense too, like. Everybody follows, you know, especially when you're younger, you know, me especially, uh, when you're younger and the getting to learn everything, you know, you follow all your social media, uh, whatever Maybe may be. One of the big ones I follow was Jim Stefani, even though like now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever, it's whatever now. <laughs> it's funny. One of the
0: first people I started following was Chris Jones. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. Cause like he was smooth. There was comedy. Like yeah, he was sure. giving good tips and like, yeah. It was funny because he was broke as shit when he started. (laughs) Like Yeah, exactly. That's kinda and
1: that's very similar to kind of like just when you said broke, but like how that Michael Morelli was. Like he went from living in his mom's basement, like filed bankruptcy, living in his mom's basement, and then he had a he had like 1.2 million dollars within a year. Like that's how much money he made off of this stuff. And like he did, he literally what he did was like in his mom's basement. Those videos, were the videos I was watching, like that was like that was me. So, really, that's kind of cool. Like I watched
0: literally some of Chris Jones's first video, like his healthy midnight snack. Because like when you're just eating chicken and broccoli, dude, I couldn't sleep because exactly. I was such a, in such a deficit. My body was spiking cortisol. Like, dude, you got to go find some food. Like exactly. And yeah. people don't understand cortisol is generally what wakes us up. Cortisol is what breaks down tissue. You can't burn fat without cortisol. No. Like, people don't understand. Nothing. People always. Cortisol bad, cortisol bad. Cortisol plays a role in sleep cycles. It plays plays a role in everything. And people don't give enough credit because they know, they hear cortisol, cortisol stress, and stress is bad. Yes. Chronic stress is bad. Yeah. Chronic elevated cortisol is probably not good. Definitely not good. I'll say definitely. But it needs to be in periods. Like, your body can't adapt without stress. So weight training,
1: stress exactly you cannot adapt without stress yeah for sure well keep that keep that thought because i've got a question on cortisol. i'll ask you something that i've always wondered eh. i've got my own thoughts on it but um so like i was saying i was following jim stephanie a lot and jim always preached 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per body body fat so it was way up there but to be honest with you, I like the one point five area the best for myself, like year-round no matter when it is like yeah. if I can hit now when I'm a little bit heavier like um, when I'm less lean I will probably keep it more around the one pound because that's a lot of calories in general like yeah it's a lot <laughs> but um otherwise like when I get pretty lean I try to stick around 1.5 1.7 like, is where I like to be for the protein intake yeah. and like I like that it's my sweet spot I used to do two two grams like back when I was really into it all and that was a shit ton of protein obviously but yeah. I enjoyed it like it was it never bothered me I would drink drink as much as it cost me like double scoop protein shakes twice a day like you know that stuff and it didn't it didn't bother me like I enjoyed it and it worked really well but that's just how it worked pretty well but then like yeah so that was something I always like like I said when you get more a little bit more educated on everything you can kind of pick out pick and choose what you want to take from those guys a lot of it you good let go in one ear and out the other because <laughs> it's like it's, yeah dude that's, that's something else we got to talk about is these Instagram fools <laughs> for sure but, uh, um, so yeah my question on cortisol for you training in the morning or in the afternoon now if cortisol has a direct effect by how much muscle you can put on And your cortisol levels are naturally higher in the morning. Wouldn't it be, you know, in a a sense, better to train later in the evening because your cortisol levels are down? Yep. So there's two pretty convincing
0: like thoughts on it. The one is your cortisol's already elevated, so if you train during that time, you get a higher spike of cortisol. So it puts your circadian rhythm; it almost restarts your circadian rhythm if you've been up off, explosive blue light, all this stuff mm-hmm. like a lot of sleep people will say like do some kind of stressful activity in the morning to like get that back, that big spike will kind of help get you back on track for sleep, so if sleep's something that's been an issue, I would probably train earlier in the morning Okay. and then I don't really like training right, right at night because of like inflammation there's a lot of things that markers that are skewed that have been shown to affect sleep. Mm-hmm. A lot of people take pre workouts and like if you take a pre workout at six, seven o'clock, most people are not gonna sleep well.
1: Yeah. Most people. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I went through a period where I drink so much caffeine that like I would drink yep. a coffee and go straight to bed.
1: That's how I was too. Like I would I do the pre workout, I'd go work out at ten, eleven o'clock at night, be back at one, sleep immediately, like didn't bother me. <laughs>
0: yeah, so me personally, I like to train in the morning generally. Like, when I'm yeah. on my game, mm-hmm. I go straight as soon as I wake up. But a lot of people show for, like, strength and performance adaptation. Uh, late afternoon, early evening has been shown to be kind of the best one because it gives you time to wind down still before
1: trying to go to bed as well. Sure. Would you say well, for hypertrophy reasons?
0: Uh, I I would probably with just central nervous system like you just seem to have a better control over muscle contraction and a lot of different variables during that time but for whatever reason because you've already probably something with circadian rhythm because cool. your body naturally dips through different yeah. hormone sequences so you're probably trying to catch the right wave of that paired with you probably have some food in your system by like, four or five o'clock. did yeah. Most people who ate multiple meals, mm-hmm. unless you did some fasting stuff, which for the right for certain people, oh, a huge component of fasting. Yeah. As people age, I would I put most of my healthy aging clients on some kind of intermittent fasting protocol yeah. for the cell turnover benefits for the elevated growth hormone. Yeah, because growth hormone like is elevated when you wake up, but if you, as soon as you put anything that spikes insulin, insulin and growth hormone are opposites. So you spike insulin, growth hormone goes down. Growth yep. hormone is essential for. You all recovery that's why we like sleep is the ultimate recovery time because our growth hormone levels are the highest they're going to be all day when you're sleeping it's just that's where we repair sure so like for the fasting like when you wake up you keep those elevated growth hormone levels so like kind of the concept around or, uh, fasted cardio as well like you're burning calories as you're still in a state of
1: like elevated growth hormone. yeah That'd be a pretty good argument too for morning workouts as well, then, because if you have a high higher level of growth hormone in the morning when you wake up, although your cortisol level is you know a little bit higher, your insulin levels haven't done yeah. anything. So if you, let's say, let's we'll talk about like fasted workouts in the morning, would that be like yep. so beneficial for gaining muscle then?
0: For gaining muscle, not as much. For fat loss, I would I would for a good period of time in my off season, I would actually because I'm. I'm big on keeping a good body fat percent mm-hmm. based on being so overweight. Like, I still get self-conscious and down. Yeah, of course. As soon as I start adding any body fat. Yeah. So, one of my big things is I would, since I've trained right in the morning when I wake up, I'd wake up, take my pre-workout or whatever caffeine source I was taking. I do like caffeine. There's a lot of issues with like blunting nitric oxide. And, yeah. Oh, like there's negatives to it but the performance I get from like Cart, or, um, caffeine spiking adrenaline, and adrenaline being so good for performance. I like pre workout. Yeah. But I would start my training fasted, and then I would go into my intra workout drink, which is like an essential amino acid yep. and a carb. Like I had you try the Cardo- one intra workout yep. carb. Yep. And everybody I have tried, like their training intensity, endurance, like so many things change, and I like. Carbolin, specifically. Carbolin, like, highly branched estradectrine. Uh Like, I like those because they they hit your bloodstream in a way that it keeps your insulin levels uh, consistently elevated. Uh And insulin is probably the most anabolic hormone in our body. Sure. People think testosterone all this stuff. When it comes (laughs) down to, like, uh, you can't say anabolic because it's not an anabolic hormone. So, it's a phrasing thing. But when you're looking to add muscle size or performance, like... There's a big factor that should be looked into insulin. Yeah. And not endogenous because people can literally die if you don't understand this. Yep, that's ex-
1: exactly <laughs> right. And that was a big thing for a while. I remember they did, like, uh, not necessarily like a study, but like a, um, kind of a fad for a while. People were in, trying to inject insulin in the hopes of getting bigger. Dangerous game. Very, really? very dangerous game. And can like, be
0: really effective.
1: Yeah. Can be dead. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly. Like, like it's so it's so weird to think about it all, you know, every kind of anabolics that there are out there, like that you could take for your system. Yeah. And then there's insulin. <laughs> but it's literally like, levels. Like
0: I've talked to people yeah. about
1: this pretty in depth because I'm in a
0: world where I understand it pretty yeah, well. Of course. And I'm like if you can't like if I, I can be in a bodybuilding, if I can't do well at a national level stage without insulin, like I don't belong being in a pro rank. Like, period. For sure. Like, I can see, like, or, like, if you're right on the cusp, I can see adding in But, like, people doing it for, like, local shows or, like, they do it and they're getting blown out at national level shows where these people are dedicated with every other aspect of it. Yeah. People are just, it's like everything. It's like the Instagram people. They just try to take the kind of the easy way, the shortcut, like, or give you information that
1: doesn't work. Yeah, exactly, and they make money off of it too. They make so much money, and it's ridiculous. But yeah, no, that's a uh, it's a dangerous game. I know that's um, <laughs> something I will never try. No. But it's uh, like I said, there's so many things that you can take for your system that are frowned upon yeah. um, by you know ninety nine percent of the world. Yeah. I mean, like until they understand exactly, they-, they don't understand. Like, that's I've, the biggest thing.
0: I've- <laughs> There are a few relationships I've been in, like, who, those women started to understand compounds. Exactly. Like, one amazing woman that I was uh, seeing for a while, like, she was a state champion in multiple sports, like, just phenomenal athlete. And her senior year of high school, she was getting over of D1 offers, and, like, all the guys, like, the football team, all this stuff. They knew they see me around. I was at all of her events, Mm -hmm. so they see me around. They're like, "What is your boyfriend and They start like asking about certain stuff. She's like, "No, you can't take that, and that, or if you take that, you need that." Like, yeah, exactly. Literally, like, she's never touched it, but like, I'm big on informing people. Exactly. So like, can it be dangerous? Yes. Can water be dangerous? Yes. Like, it all comes down to like having a deep understanding of how to implement something. Exactly. if you, train, if you try to train intense three times a day,
1: give it a week. You're, you're going to break something. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're going right. to break something. So. <laughs> Not like C.T. Fletcher doing curls every day. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. But, no, yeah, I totally agree. It's a lot of it's a misunderstanding. And, actually, when I was growing up through high school, we had a coach come in. Um, and he was a sophomore year football coach. Yeah. And I, I liked the guy a lot. Like, I really did. But he's got a bad rap throughout the rest of the town. The reason was because he recommended taking supplements, and I'm not, not anabolics. like I'm talking creatine and protein, and people threw a fit, because this is a small town, farm town, you know, not a lot of weightlifters, just a lot of football players, and you gotta make it to state, you know, that kind of mentality, yeah. but it was a big thing, because I'm over here, you know, it's, what, 15, 16 years old at the time, I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, that's a good idea, like, why wouldn't I take protein or why wouldn't I take creatine? Like the benefits from it are amazing. But then like my parents, which not a knock on my parents, they were just the same as every other people in town, threw a fit. When I brought protein home from my parents, uh, like to my parents' house, protein was fine. Like they didn't really, uh, you know, care too much about the protein aspect just cause we lived on the farm. Like it's pretty well known, like the cows, that's protein. like. Beef, meat, protein. So between my dad, at least for sure. Um, my mom was kind of skeptical about anything that looked like powder. <laughs> like every mom should be. But um, no, it was the creatine that did it. Uh, mainly, the when I brought that home, like, or I guess when I, it was a big push to like to ask about it. And like, they told me no several times. Like, it was like, a, you know, hey, I really want to try this creatine. It's going to help me with this and this and this. And it was like almost an instantaneous thing. Like, mom was like, absolutely not. Dad was like, why do you need to be taking this anyway? Uh, so I told them all the pros. And, like, and
0: then, so did they know there's pretty high creatine content in beef for like relative to other meats? Like, yeah, you get a lot of creatine in beef compared to some of the other
1: meats. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I told them um, a lot, actually. <laughs> I told them all the time, uh, you know, do you know when you eat like that steak, you get creatine, like a lot of it. And they, a lot of it was me being a kid, then being parents, that kind of mindset. But um, so yeah, creatine was very pretty frowned upon, and there was a lot of people pushing it back against this coach I was talking about and his push to you know, you know, kids should be taking something for supplements. Which, yeah, I mean, I, it depends. Like, I'm a little mixed on the on the feeling of supplementing when you're young. I guess
0: it like, depends what they call supplementing because I don't consider creatine a supplement. Yeah, well, it's yeah. it's a profound sure. nutrient in a, a food item that a lot of people eat. Yeah. So like, I don't like and protein butter. Do I call that a supplement? No.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, like a
0: macro. It's part of a
1: nutrition. Very true. I think a lot of people they do. Um, a lot of parents, especially, they buy their kids multivitamins or. Yeah. Something to that effect, like to, oh, help my kid grow, like, you know, make them healthy, multivitamin. But 99%, 99% of the
0: multivitamins on the market are absolute trash. Yeah, they are. I personally, <laughs>
1: like,
0: when I was in the supplement industry, like, looking yeah. at a brick and mortar store, like, people coming in for multivitamins, 100% of the time, I turn them into a, a greens powder where you're actually going to get real benefit. Like, when I take a good greens powder, I notice. Yeah. When you take a multivitamin, you don't know exactly
1: and that's a huge thing too like multi per se um i have a couple that i've taken before i mean i've tried the animal pack that's pretty ridiculous have you tried that before I, I've seen people that had it. animal sure. pack. I used to take that a lot. Actually, that was one of the big things I took during my weight loss was I always took animal pack. I don't know why. I just like something. I was like, well, oh, animal pack it. Or just a
0: because multi- I mean? they had a pretty legitimate thermal pack.
1: It was a, it was just a multi. Yeah. But I saw, that was the cuts. It was like some eight alpha cuts or something like that. Something I can't remember. Like, yeah. yeah I don't but yeah, it. so they had that too. But yeah, I was taking the animal pack for a while. That's just, that was ridiculous. I got to where every time I'd open up the container smelling that smell make me want to, to like dry heave dude it was that bad so like that's i took it and i would like take nine pills every day <laughs> for multi just for multivitamin and you look at the back of the ingredient profiles like the whole tub yeah. like two sections wide it's like you know 20,000 percent of this and 6,000 percent of this your daily value like <laughs> that, that whole daily value thing is a whole other story yep. too yep that's it's uh we're gonna have a lot to talk about in-
0: Future yeah, podcasts. for sure. Like you, know, like we kind of talked about when we had a little technical difficulties. Yeah. That like we're just breaking the surface on a lot of topics. Oh yeah, and big what, time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go on my social media, so like my savage or average one Instagram page, mm-hmm. and kind of ask questions of what people want us to do deep dives in. Yeah. Because this, I want this podcast to also be very, very informative. So I want some episodes to just be science. Cause yep. Like, there's a lot of social media influencers, and some, a very small percent, have good understanding of actual science behind how stuff works. Exactly. And some are pure bro science. Yep. Doesn't mean, <laughs> doesn't mean all the bro science is wrong. Like but, like I tell all my clients, like, I want them to ask me questions. Like, I want to put myself out of business, kind of. Yeah. Because I want them to have an understanding, like, once they're done working with me for whatever period of time they work with me, like, they can make good, logical decisions. Yeah. Especially around health. Like, when it comes to, like, a show prep or something, like, the, when you get deep into a show prep, like, I've competed. You've thought about competing, but haven't, sure. as far as I know. And, like, once you get that deep in prep, like, you're not thinking straight. Dude, you're lethargic all day. Like. Exactly. So there's always going to be a time and a place for someone close to you to have, like, knowledge to help you out with. But, like, for general health stuff, like... I want to teach people how to go out and make healthy decisions based on what their goal at that period of time is. Like for sure, like that's what I want to make sure. Like I cover all the bases on, and a lot of bro science stuff has like it could be right, but people don't know why they're getting told to do this. Exactly, I'm big on the why. Like I, my clients ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Like literally, if they don't ask me enough questions, I pretty much make them come up with three. Yeah. Like, be like, what do you think about this? They're like, they're like, oh, like, it's good. And I'm like, well, why do you think it's good? Like, which sounds weird because it almost sounds like I'm questioning myself, but I want them to like, kind That's of get big. that thought pattern in, like, why we're doing something. Like, I don't want to just tell you to do something, you blindly do it and then forget about
1: it next week. Exactly. And a lot of it's to the motivation behind it too. Like, if you don't know what you're doing or why you're doing it, What's gonna keep you doing? Why that? is it
0: big yeah. well why is a big thing for everything? Like so what motivates you? Like we have so much we can get into my other podcast, the Art of Growth one that I'm gonna be on more and yeah. more. Like, we take deep dives into like the mindset and psychology or sure. human behavior and decisions, which links into fitness very, very well. Uh, one quick tip, we're gonna wrap this up kinda of soon. Yeah, for just sure. Just kinda of start winding down towards the end. Probably the most important and biggest influencing book that I ever read was the first one I read and it was The Compound Effect. I don't remember the author at the second. Yeah, okay. The Compound Effect, great book, everyone should read it. It was a pretty easy read. Like, I was dumb in school. Yeah. Like, and I made it through it. Oh, yeah, well, for sure. Gotcha. So, like, <laughs> that says something because I... School was hard for me because I had no why.
1: Like, yeah, exactly. It
0: all the stuff they wanted me to do I had I see no purpose why and I was into like psychology like all the stuff that I was learning how to get out of like a bad environment that I grew up in like self-limiting beliefs like negative like I was trying to get out of all that and I didn't know how whatever topic whatever they were trying to teach me was going to help with it exactly so like why is a huge huge component of like staying on the track and the other component to staying on that track is what came out of that compound effect book. Motivation comes in waves. So, yeah, you just get started. You're all hyped up. You're excited. You feel like nothing's going to stop you. Three or four weeks later, you start slowing down, hit that plateau, get tired. Motivation starts going down. And you start making excuses why you're not going to go do something or follow up with somebody or whatever. You can apply it to every aspect of life. So how do you avoid that dip and quitting in that dip like everybody does is you build habits habits will carry you through any spiking motivation or in motivation. Like that whole book goes behind like the only way to be truly successful is build good habits around your identity or what you're trying to achieve. So like you are always in line with the goal you're trying to set or the person you're trying to be like in interrelation works amazing. You're like you're the type of man you'll never swear at like we talked about it last mm-hmm. night like, you won't swear at a woman, like, in anger. Like, yeah. you just won't do it. That's your identity. So, it became a habit eventually because you, it just, that habit became your identity because you just got used to, that's who you are. That's what yeah. you do. So, with food, like, I'm a person that, I won't drink soda. I'm a person that, whatever you want to build your identity around, won't eat the sugar. I'm the type of person that sticks to my macros. Like, whatever it is, you build habits around that. And that's going to get you to the big end goal. Nothing else will get you there. Like, motivation will go away. Dude, since I moved here, I've, I'm down. I had to rehab my knees yeah. from, like, sports injuries and all this stuff from being overweight. Like, it's pissed me off because, like, I lost probably 30, 35 pounds of tissue. Sure. And got fatter. <laughs> yeah, I know. For like, sure. So, like, it's a climb back and, like, it sucks. But, like, that went down because the motivation dipped. Like, I actually got pretty lean because when I started my rehab, I did a lot of stuff on managing inflammation. Best diet for managing inflammation is keto. Mm-hmm. There's genotypes, like, actual genes where people will not handle keto well. Yeah. Like, saturated fats. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There's a lot of ways to uh, get things like that tested now. Like, yep. my brother took a pretty cool, uh, not 21 of me because that's, like, the culture, like, background thing. but they yeah, yeah they have things it might be like I forget which one it was but like you send in saliva and like they take everything they gene out. test like a bunch of stuff yeah and my brother actually has a gene that he does not handle saturated fats with well, polyunsaturated like oh, some okay. some of the other fats like and a lot of keto is coconut oil beefs like and those are high in saturated fat yeah is saturated fat fat
1: bad? no it, Trans fats probably the only one that has no. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I understand. Virtually no health yep. benefits. That's, That's exactly like, how I understood it. Yeah.
0: So, like, the only thing you should cut out for fats is trans fat. Yep. You need polyunsaturated, you need, like, avocados, whole eggs. Like, there's so many nutrients and things we need from those fat sources for hormones, sleep collagen repair relief. yeah exactly so yeah basically I lost all the weight and for a while I got really lean but then my motivation dropped out from that too and uh, I won't call it motivation I tried to motivate myself back up so I, I'm like okay I'm going to start trying to add more size so I got off keto and started putting my carbs around my workouts so period your workout again because that's how I grow breasts that's how I work with a lot of my clients yeah Pretty much all the cars were going to be pre intro or post. So I started doing that but my training intensity still lacked. It wasn't what I'm used to. Because like I was three months off of like hard training and longer than well three months off off like I was doing yoga rolling out wow. doing like light body weight yeah, stuff. for sure. And then before that it was another two months of like excruciating pain in my knees where I couldn't train legs at all. Yeah. And like I showed you a picture on my page that I posted recently. Like, I had pretty good quality. Like, I was kind of known for having good quads mm-hmm. for a while. Now it pisses me off because I look like my legs are probably bigger, and maybe more fine than a lot of people's. But now my standard, my identity is getting yeah. challenged. gotcha. So, like, I'm finding my way back to that just because my identity was so much around like doing whatever it took to achieve my goal, which for a long time, for 10 plus years, it was bodybuilding, improving, learning, nutrition, training, all that stuff. Yeah. And all comes back down to that book, the compound effect of, like, how crucial building habits are. Like, so, I, it's a cheap book, you can buy it on yeah. Amazon, whatever. For sure, no, a I'll definitely look of that. Yeah, I'll probably, probably end up doing that. But well, because it it's cheaper, you can read Yeah, it for, for sure.
1: Good.
0: It was probably one of the most influential books in my life, because that was like the first book I read purely by myself, not my brother recommending or, like, giving me all the breakdowns of it, and it was the first one that, like, it really lined up with my motivation at the time, so my motivation was insanely high when I moved, because I moved around a lot, when I moved back to the uh, town I went to, like, elementary school, middle school, Uh I came back and found out everyone referred to me as Fat TJ so like my motivation was through the rough like I changed I lost 100 pounds in probably that year ended up the best I actually ended up breaking both my hands because I didn't understand nutrition wow because I had no no minerals no nutrients wow that's crazy because it needs minerals to go into bone it needs vitamin D boron like it needs a lot of things that I didn't give it yeah exactly so yeah it was just my motivation was at a super high point and then that book hit my life at the perfect time I read it all the way through, and I built habits. Like, there was times where I've been on autopilot in preps, where I wake up, I'm like, "Dang, I gotta prep my food." I open the fridge the night before. No matter how tired I was, if I worked sixteen hours that day, my meals were ready. I didn't even realize. I black, it was like blacking out, and just my habit took over, and I literally didn't know I did it when I woke up. Yeah, I was so tired. But like, that was the level of habits For I built. For sure. So I'm doing the same thing, like, with my clients, with my other business, like, it's a habit game. Life is a habit game. Yes, it is. So, like, when people are just doing sporadic stuff, they don't have any kind of system or goals, like, it's just, it's a bad role. We talked about, like, um, basically, habit loops and triggers last night. Yeah. Which, that's going to be a way different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe the other one where my brother will go deeper into it. Yeah. He kind of went the neurochemistry, brains side of things. And I went deep nutrition and yeah. everything. But we both we got both got a good baseline of just understanding human psychology and like how basic decisions were made, pain pleasure, all that stuff. Then he split off and I split off, and now we're like we st- literally one of the only family members I talk to. Yeah. Him and now that my dad's been sober for nine years, I have to talk to him pretty consistently. I shut off on. I him. think so. Yeah. But, <laughs> Yeah, we'll wrap this up. Um, We're gonna. I think you should also uh, post on some of your social media. See if we can get any questions. Yeah, for sure. Get some interaction. Like, I want to answer people's direct questions. Uh, Dang, I had two questions from one person, but I lost them somewhere in my messages with them. No, I got you. And they were very broad, so I don't know if we touched on them or not. But I'm gonna again post and try to get us. Some questions to yeah. answer for the next podcast. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, that'll be good to go off of. And like like we said earlier, I mean, we hit on a lot of topics, like brushed over them a lot. Like, yeah. yeah, we can dive down deep into any of those specifically or something completely off the wall too. I mean, doesn't have to be anything crazy. But yeah, like we hit, we hit a lot of areas that are just really good to hit and yeah. kind of give people a really good basis and idea of kind of where we're going with it too. So yeah.
0: I'm excited. I'm glad to have you as the first.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited too. I feel like this is is kind of going to be...
0: If you're okay with... Literally, we haven't talked about this. I would like to do it pretty consistently with you and then maybe either exchange out for, like, you bringing someone to have a conversation with or me bringing someone to have a conversation with. Or we could just do all three
1: of us. Yeah, exactly. No, that'd be good. And I think... uh, Yeah, I think uh, getting people, other people incorporated would be a big thing too. Yeah. Um, I'm
0: big on bringing like, in other guests like we can talk about a lot but like I wanna I was talking to this uh, one girl huge on CBD oil uh-huh. benefits of CBD I like the benefits of CBD haven't used it in a while yep. but like I understand the benefits of it and of like, course. I want people to like be aware of it like so many people like just think weed or marijuana bad hippie burnout
1: like. exactly
0: there's a lot of very motivated very smart people that know how to utilize it to a benefit
1: exactly especially that oil too like it's huge the CBD oil
0: like pure CBD oil that's the main cannabinoid that has there's a lot of cannabinoids mm-hmm. but like that's not the one that's psychoactive that's not going to get you high that's not yep, get exactly get you hungry like, it's just so much benefit most potent anti-inflammatory we have taken that far I've taken high doses of curcumin with black pepper, like, yeah, everything. Like Absorb, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not even close. Wow, I took high levels of CBD. I've
1: never experienced something so fun for anti inflammatory. It's pretty great, yeah. We'll get people like that on there, and then uh, I have people too that I can have come on to and uh, share stories. I think a lot of it's like hearing success or hearing like hard time. hard times better, I, even. Yeah, I feel like, you going like, in,
0: so, someone known. We also
1: went through the struggle. Yeah. We got that, we and we that's got. huge. Like, especially as a trainer, like, that was one of the biggest things I tried to convey was, like, I understand. Like, I have been there. I have felt the way you feel. And, like, so getting more people on that that can, like, convey that message too for others. Yeah. Like, we get it. We've been through it. Like, they'll hear several versions of our stories every day, like, every time we talk, most likely in scenarios. But, um, yeah, getting other people on here just besides us talking and. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good good start, good podcast one for sure. Um, Yeah,
0: I definitely want to aim. So, like, I I take in a lot of podcasts, so I like the right around the 90-minute, two-hour format because yeah. then you really can get into things and touch on things you had no clue you're going to touch
1: exactly. on
0: exactly like there was no notes no taken for this nope <laughs> we, we started with nothing and... we didn't even know where we were going to set up today <laughs> exactly like literally we walked around the three different places and figured out where we were even going to record yeah our whole plan was to like watch UFC and kind of go from just our normal conversation we have in-depth deep personal conversations yeah, of course some of which might make it to a podcast yeah which I'm pretty transparent, You've yeah, been pretty very, transparent. yeah very transparent like, with everything. everyone has stuff that like the first few episodes there's
1: stuff we're not gonna put on a podcast exactly it's, <laughs> it's gonna take some getting used yeah exactly here. it will take some and like yeah we'll it out MMA's yeah. didn't work MMA didn't work out so we switched it to the NBA finals and now we're watching something
0: <laughs> I literally haven't looked at the
1: screen I was like since I just looked over and I'm like, what is this? I, Animal Kingdom. There you go. If anybody watches Animal Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, you got to let us know how it is. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Ten
0: seconds in, I don't know if I like it. Yeah. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if it's for me. Definitely <laughs> judging a book
1: by its cover. Here, but, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. But no, this is a good one to start with and it's a good one to go off of too. Like I'll, uh, I'll get some feedback on any kind of things anybody wants to talk to us about. Obviously, I'll get, you know family's going to going to pay attention to this on my end for sure. So I'll get the family members and be like, "Yo, you know, can you you know what do you want it's to so talk funny. about?" Like,
0: we've talked personally and yeah. i have gotten to some of my stories like Yeah. I have some pretty crazy stories and like my brother has even crazier stories. Yeah, exactly. Just based on like what we grew up around, but ugh, it was a fun little process for me, I huh? for sure. I've seen a lot of different things, a lot of different scenarios. Yeah. And it, everyone else in those scenarios kind of took it different. Exactly. Well, I I took it as a way to why I need to improve? Why I need to be successful? Like, yeah. like we talked about, like, is money important? Yes, like, but I want to be successful for what I can do, two or four others. Exactly. Like, so people are like, oh, money isn't everything. Money doesn't bring happiness. I kind of question that because happiness is me being able to also help people I care about. Yeah. And if I'm struggling, like, to take care of myself. That, that doesn't put you in a good position to help anybody else.
1: Yeah, one so. of my uh, favorite sayings ever I heard from somebody um, was, "You know, money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy the car that'll drive you there." <laughs> <laughs> and it, yes, that's very true to an extent. I mean, if you're not if you're doing what you love, you happy. You're happy, yeah. but unfortunately, but you're not happy
0: if you're doing what you love and you can't afford to eat or like can't afford to like take care of your wife. Yeah. Like,
1: well, e- even then, I mean, what you're happy doing whatever it is like you said you're happy doing you know you absolutely love helping people and giving to others like doing what we're doing now yep you couldn't have done this without money like if you didn't have the money to buy the phone if you didn't have the we didn't have the money to get like the camera set up which will be in Later podcast most likely, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we'll get soon it up and Yeah, thirty five minutes. I know. Minutes. I'm like, huh. but no. So yeah, once we get that baby rolling, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. You know, I what I love doing, make what makes me happy. Ninety nine percent of it is is, is ran around is money, and you know, money isn't everything. It's not. It really isn't it's everything. The, but I like
0: to call it the great facilitator.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: there's a lot of things that like people are like. Um, they care about homeless Really care about whatever like do you know what helps them like being able to like provide food or shelter like things like one of my things that me and my brother talked about years ago and eventually like it's going to be a bigger way bigger level of financial security than where we're at now but sure like we want to open like homeless shelters because we were we've both been in countless homeless shelters throughout our lives sure like Food shelves, like we—that was our life growing up. Sure. So, like, we want to basically open a place. Wow, I've talked to him about this in like five years. Yeah, there you go. put it back, back up. up. Yeah, so like, we want to open up a place where we can focus on the same thing we're doing with this podcast to reach massive amounts of people. But we want to be able to put people in a situation where they're off the street for a night or a couple nights or a week, but you're only allowed to stay there if you're doing something. To improve your life, yeah. Whether it's just learning, whether it's uh, association, getting around people, like learning how to interview for jobs, learning how to like just have good, strong interactions with exactly human beings, and like get the habits, habits, yeah, around self improvement and getting setting targets for yourself. Because yeah. when most people get are homeless and like that, like I've seen it my whole life, people have no goals. I think they. Can't get, they couldn't work to get anything yeah the growth mindset like growth and fixed mindset something we also get into in the other podcast for sure there's a great book about it um, uh, by Carol Dweck I believe it is mm-hmm. and she goes into like fixed mindset versus a growth mindset a fixed mindset believes you no matter what effort you put in you can't change your circumstance a growth mindset knows with energy and focus you can create a better future So You can learn, you can adapt. Humans are the ultimate adaptation machine. You're good, yeah, you're good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I I like that because I listened to a lot of Tom Billy, which was one of the co founders of Quest, one of the three. Okay, and now he branched off into doing his huge podcast. So he does Impact Theory, which is all around growth mindset. Like, he's trying to rival Disney to make movies that will install growth mindsets into people. He knows it's not going to. He's not going to change the whole yeah. world in his lifetime, but he wants to create a movement for content that's going to instill Definitely. that belief, like that you can yeah. improve or you can grow. Like setting a goal, you can always adapt. And his yeah. big saying is like, "Humans are the ultimate adaptation machine," which means like we, in no time in history that we're aware of, which I'm not good at history because I skipped history. I'll no, know. you're good. <laughs> All, all of history. <laughs> but now I've caught up because I follow a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. And no time, no other species adapts like humans have adapted. Like, that's that's our big thing. Like, yep. we don't come out pre molded. Like, what is it? Like, horses or uh, something that has babies and they're 100% independent at birth. They can walk, they, like, yep. They're independent. But they're pretty fixed. Like they're there's not much room for them to adapt yeah. and learn. They're kind of hardwired in a way. Yep. Humans pretty much are not hardwired. Yep. We start at ground zero and we control what we learn, what we focus on, what we get good at. Yeah. Like, he always makes a comparison. is everyone LeBron James? Six, seven, quick, can jump high? No. But can you Put in world class effort and compete. There's yeah. very few things that you can't put time into training and learning about that you can't be at a high level in. Yeah. Like, yes, a high level. Will you be best in the best ever? Some things, maybe not. But can you get to the highest level? So many people with like a, a natural knack for something won't we'll put in that effort you'll pass them up like you'll get there before somebody without uh, ability to actually work and grind to improve yeah. like the people that are just those high school athletes you play football dude some of the freakiest athletes partying no motivation. all week like yeah no, they're just was... out the team missing practices yeah. dude just people walking around stacked 5% body fat for no reason yeah Taco Bell
1: yeah. It's, this is, it's a real
0: thing in my head because, like, I grinded hard to get where exactly. I'm at now. Well, where I was. Yeah, exactly. I was 255, and 8% body fat. Yeah. So, like, now this 240 I'm at and probably 10, it's a, it's a different look. Yeah, like, of course. Like, 15 pounds of tissue and extra body fat, <laughs> it's a different look. Actually, I got down into the 220s when I was here.
1: Wow. So,
0: that was... Right around 35, 40 pounds
1: lower than what? When would that have been, like, date-wise? Because I remember when you first, very first showed up, I mean, you came in a complete, so... Yeah, it was
0: probably uh, right around a month after I got here.
1: Okay, so, like... So, I came
0: into a complete where you used to work, uh, probably within my first two weeks of being here. Okay. Probably two to four weeks after the first time I stopped in Yeah, for sure. So, I got... Really low. Which yeah. At first I was still doing the keto diet and still kind of rehabbing. Mm-hmm. So like when I got here, like, I was pretty close to being to like, Sure. Like, I was at my competition body fat. Yeah. But then I started trying to get more motivated in the gym and literally my weight went down, which people don't understand metabolism enough. Yeah. Which we had a little conversation about that earlier.
1: Did that make the cut? Uh, I'm not sure if it did. Well, I'll we, have to realize We had, we had our technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a pretty good little bit, though. <laughs> yeah. we'll, go, we'll
0: cover it. Yeah, no, that's cool. So wait, what we covered in that little bit was um, metabolism, how people play too many cards at once when they're trying for weight loss, and they hit a plateau and they can't go anywhere. So me and both me and him, once we started training, we seen a lot of people that came to us at this plateau and you can't really do anything with them. You've got to build their metabolism back up. What would you call it? Uh, like
1: a metabolic rehab. Like a metabolic rehab. Yeah. So we went in...
0: Again, just brush the surface of it. That will be another thing we can talk about. Yeah. Women suffer with this big time. Huge. Just like, like, it's really There's salads and three or four ounces of meat. like, And they get themselves down. I've seen women eat 900 calories a day. And like...
1: Just to maintain the weight. Yeah, and but they, yeah, and they they do this for so long, and that's what we talk about—that metabolic rehab—and there is nowhere to go but gaining weight to get your calorie count back up, and then going steady down again. It's the hardest thing too, because it's like
0: mentally.
1: Well, even as a like, it's probably one of the hardest parts of a job as a trainer too, because how hard is it for you to look at somebody who came to you because they are tired of not losing any more weight? Like I wanna lose weight so bad but I can't You're like, we gotta and get you Exactly. And tell them and tell them we're gonna to have to gain some weight and just go with the complete opposite direction. You know, most of the time well not most of the time, but very few extreme cases, that client's extremely mad and going somewhere because. But the people they go to will probably be like, oh yeah, we'll cut it down by 300 more calories and they're, you know. They're just damaging people. Yeah. And like, it's, it, it puts a bad name on personal trainers. It really does. Like it gives us a bad rap even though it shouldn't. But that's what you get with people who, that's when you get with people who are very wrapped into the money, not wrapped into the helping people and it sucks. So, yeah.
0: So do you refer to yourself as a personal trainer? Because I don't really put that tag on myself because I don't do any in-person training anymore.
1: Um, so... so I've still got the certification, so I don't refer to myself as a personal trainer. Um, like, I don't say, you know, I'm a personal trainer. I do say I'm a certified personal trainer, because I am certified. The certification lasts for, I think, 10 years. Yeah. So it's through National Academy of Sports Medicine. So it's, it's in functional movement systems, um, certified through both oh, those. Yeah.
0: That's going to be something we put on video. Yeah, for sure. We yeah. talked
1: about that. That'll be a huge one. Yeah. yeah. And then, so functional movement systems, and then I'm also certified through Lifetime Fitness, just through Lifetime fitness program, but it's a metabolic technician. So I can also talk about metabolism um, based on the workouts. And we'll have to launch a whole podcast on cardio, because you touched up on it the early. And I almost, I, I lost it there for a second, but I almost, I, I could talk about like, the way people do cardio wrong for days. Yeah, and so, that's a
0: big thing that everyone sees on social media and they think, like, you just got to do an insane amount of cardio. I'm like, nope. I cut cardio on
1: almost all my classes. Yep. Like, it's terrible. Oh so, yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about that big time in the future. Um, but, yeah, so I, as far as what I refer to myself as, I always tell everyone I am a certified personal trainer. Um, I, I have people that I work with. Uh, kind of in a sense kind of like you do with like you know I do I do make my own meal plans and help out a little bit there Um, but usually the clientele I have worked with is really right now close friends and family like it's not people who I'm going on pursuing per se but it's something I'm going to do which you have you've worked with mass audiences yeah exactly I mean I worked at the lifetime fitness as the biggest gym corporation in, in America I mean you don't go to a gym bigger than lifetime fitness I mean that's just it's gigantic so um and it, it brings in they said they they measure everything to card swipe so every time you go by and you scan your card or your, whatever it is you, you go on front desk and they scan it um on a normal day like Monday through Friday you'll get starting at four o'clock to about eight o'clock there will be each hour seven thousand Check ins each hour, like not total, like six o'clock it'll be like six six thousand nine hundred. Seven o'clock it'll be like 7,400. Like,
0: well, is this nationwide then?
1: No, just at Omaha. Oh, yes. So I'm talking like thousands and thousands of people show up and go there. So during the weekend on like Saturdays, which are if if you want to just go and socialize. Oh that's all it is that's all it is Saturday mornings was the worst when I was training it was the best it was the best for gaining clientele obviously because you had so many people but like when you were actually training Saturday anywhere from nine o'clock to twelve o'clock no room anywhere like you could not find a spot to talk to your client. you'd have to like talk loud over people and yeah. fight for equipment and it was just terrible so yeah Saturday's over there um from the hours of like Oh, uh, from uh, 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock. Like, each hour, there's 10,000 people that swipe in. So we're talking 30,000 people go into this building and come out within, like, four hours. So it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, it's absolutely insane. But they give us those numbers. Like, they show us as personal trainers. Like, especially when we get down and say, like, well, we can't find anybody. There's always somebody to be found. But, the, I mean, the biggest part is, too, like I said... Was it, like, a...
0: So those numbers seem extremely high to I me. Mean, I've been in gym settings. Is that like a tally on the month? So like, or like a running tally of like at four o'clock, like we see waves. Like so, like at the end of the month, you kind of see yeah eight thousand people checked in at four o'clock. Yep. Ten thousand people checked in at five o'clock. Yep.
1: So it would be an, it would be like a, I think it's on a monthly average. So what they do is they take the month and like they divide it up on each day. And they say, on average, during this time, on this day, this many people swiped in. So, yeah. That's
0: still an insane number.
1: Yeah, and it's ridiculous. And if you go over there on Saturday, like, it's way, it's, it's very extreme. Like, it really is. So, like, but that's just the people in the upstairs area. Like
0: There's, And that, you have so much else like other stuff going on,
1: like the pool. The, the pool is huge on Saturday, too. So, like, it's just it's packed down there, too. And you, it, you just can't get an idea about how big that place is because it's gigantic. And, like, the child care center, dude, 100, 200 kids in there. Like, it's ridiculous. So, huge amount of people in there. But, yeah, that's what they used to give us in, for, like, card swipes and stuff like that, um, just to give us an idea. But, yeah, back to your basic question. Refer to myself as a personal trainer. At any point, at any given point in time, I could train somebody, like, yeah. and use my certification. So, um, whether it's me walking around at my new job, like, saying, you know, you know, hey, you know, I'm a personal trainer to my coworkers or even to somebody who, like, just slips uh, you know, oh, you know, I was I'm trying to start a diet and just be like, oh, hey, you know, how's that going for you? I'm a personal trainer. Like, yeah, I use it all the time. Like, I'm very well. I mean, and the way I look at it is if you have the certification, you are a personal trainer. It's, I mean that's just how it goes. Oh, so for sure. yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean I use it. I don't like brag about it or anything. <laughs> like I just always this always comes up and like a, especially it's it's more or less to um, help bring what I'm saying together per se. Like I'll I'll give a bunch of information, especially like working at the nutrition store. That's yeah, that's what I was looking for. It's big on credibility. So like when I start throwing out like, you know, well you should be eating like, you know, it would help a lot more if you did this for your diet or if you change up this little bit or eating these foods then, and then be like, after I say all that, like it's a lot of information and they're probably going, who is this guy? Yeah. Just be like, I just to give you a heads up too. I am a personal certified personal trainer. Like that's besides that, that's the only time I say that I swear is like, it, I used it a lot of my last job because I was always talking about supplements yeah. and then they'd turn into meals and then workout plans. And I'd give a whole bunch of information and I'd be like, yeah, just give you a heads up. I am a personal trainer. So that helped. But, um, that way the client didn't feel like, Oh, some guy working at a sup shop. Told me. <laughs> yeah. So when
0: I was in a similar situation, different supplement store, huh when I was recommending something that I truly believe in because I don't recommend like I trash products I don't sure, like sure yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I'm not a fan I'm not sugar anything mm-hmm. but like if there was something I like I'm like they have like start digging, getting kind of what their motivation what they're trying to do I'm like perfect in these situations I put all my clients I right, recommend all my clients do something like this mm-hmm. and that's how I'd start almost every consultation yeah exactly like, and it just gives you that credibility it like, does especially from the start so they're not ignoring yeah, and they feel like they get excess value because like, like other people pay for this. Like, yeah, so it kind of it helped me then. Like I'm in another like a high ticket sales position now, mm-hmm. and I've helped handfuls of clients with like basic stuff for like I'm managing inflammation, now, sleep. Like I've done all these different things for a while. I almost got away from. Working with clients and just working with actual trainers and kind of training trainers, it's kind of approach that I started to take for a while. Cause like, it's funny. Like I don't lie about anything. I'm very upfront. Mm-hmm. I don't have any certification. Yeah. I have doctors of chiropractic. I have handfuls and handfuls of messages and testimonials from other certified trainers with some of the biggest certifications out there, like yours, mm-hmm. that come to me and ask me specific questions about the clients a lot because mm-hmm. they know how big I am on self-improvement and learning They're, and such That whole thing about cortisol I guarantee fell out of this oh yeah probably so Which, we'll cover cortisol again yeah fun. for
1: sure yeah huge but,
0: yeah literally that's I all them coming to me all them coming to me and I just wanted to like almost get away from training clients because like sometimes clients will be like oh do you got a certification like all this stuff where The trainers that actually knew stuff, they can relate to like they've heard of this and they know this like. Yeah. Then when I build onto it, they're like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about because like I'm going off stuff that you were paid and trained on. Exactly. Building on it based on hours and hours, I couldn't tell you how many hours I read on like PubMed or like. Yeah, exactly. P Nation like used to have like. Doctors Like, yep. a bunch of people writing in-depth articles. Yeah,
1: and that's, and I, that's like, one of my go-to sites now is going there because it's just, it's so great. It's great information. You know, it's like, by pretty credible sources. i read so. got all John Meadow stuff, which uh-huh.
0: is a, he's way more in the strictly bodybuilding space. Yeah. Um, and he has, he's paired with Dr. Serrano, which is a doctor of medicine. Like, he yeah. understands, like, crazy stuff. Even John Meadows refers to him, so I... We all of his stuff he posts. I follow Matt Porter. He posts a lot of stuff. I follow a lot of very, very credible yeah. people that went to school for 10 plus years to get exactly. that doctor and, yeah.
1: tag, And, and they provide their information. And if you yeah. can soak it up, it's huge. But yeah, that was one of the biggest things when I met you. It was like, obviously it doesn't take long to figure out somebody knows what they're talking about. And that was one of the things like a lot of the things that I didn't completely understand nutrition-wise like you know when it comes down to like specific ingredients I hit all the main ones pretty well but when it comes to like stuff that's kind of off the wall or you don't hear about every day <laughs> yeah. you know that stuff and you're just like you know I could pop anything by you and be like what is this and you could you would instantly be like that's yes, this and I'm like yeah
0: in the shop, we had over 8,000 unique cues
1: yeah that's so, pretty crazy
0: <laughs> uh, examine is one of the places I like to recommend people for individual ingredients of supplements because mm-hmm. they do all the studies on individual ingredients and you know what that specific ingredient does. Yeah. So you can kind of understand what a blend would do, kind
1: of pairing certain things up. Sure.
0: But yeah, that was. Yeah, but that was
1: that was a big thing. Uh, yeah, like I said when I met you, that was a big thing. Was I instantly knew like, yeah, you you really did your research, and you know, and then you told I my first go to was like oh he's a. he's got to be a trainer and I asked and you're like I don't have anything and I'm like yeah it's whatever I mean you know your stuff I mean you know it, in a lot of areas more than I do and I have my certification so whether or not it means that you do or no like
0: no it's the time you put in which you spend exactly. a lot of time like. yeah you tell me, like I understood a lot of stuff from like rehab and movement but the stuff you were showing me for that thing that we'll go over on video like, yeah your movement certification mm-hmm. that was some legitimate stuff that helped me like. yeah so like it's all about the time you put in to, actually learning exactly and that's it's, it's piece of huge paper, just at first is credibility when you're first getting into something but if you build enough results
1: based on things exactly have, it's all about the experience not the about the I mean, yeah, all about the experience and that was a big thing too and yeah i mean if you're ever looking for a certification you don't need one by any means but i would recommend the one i have for sure um it's it's pretty pricey and it's from what i've heard and i i failed the first test once it's an extremely hard exam
0: well and that's the one that's accredited like the one that yep. lifetime requires mm-hmm. is like they like you can get into any like
1: yep that's exactly right like it's, it's besides like ace i think ace is like the most well-known um or ACSM, I think is what it's called. But anyway, they have the NASM is like, the second most well-known. It's it's up and coming. It's a real... NASM is the... It's been around for a while, but it's, like, worked its way up to being, like, if he has NASM, then... Like, it, it works really well, he or she. Nice. But, yeah. So, yeah. I, I enjoy it quite a bit, but... Obviously, so I'm...
0: Just a disclaimer right now. I'm gonna dig into some, like, science and talk about some, like, actual health issues.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Consult a
0: doctor, like... Exactly. I've I've listened to enough podcasts. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Yeah. I didn't pay you $500,000 to get a doctorate. Yeah. And there's a lot of shit I don't know. Exactly. But the stuff, I I admit when I don't know something. Like, plenty of times, I'm straight up, but like, people get mad at me because they're like, oh, you're a no-do. I'm like, no, when I come across something I don't deeply understand, I won't talk on it. not? I'm like, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I have resources. Don't know everything. Yeah, for but sure. Like, when I do give out it information, is because I believe I understand that situation, that whatever it is, and that if you take it in your own hands to maybe sample or test that out, I believe it might benefit. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's what and that's what we're speaking about with is most people too. Like, um, obviously, the same thing with like selling one of selling supplements. It's the first thing somebody does is they come in and they say, you know. I, I want to be taking this and then they bring up well I have a problem or I have a health issue or I have my doctor says to do this hmm. then I'm, I am instantly that's when I'm like I, I, I fold I literally fold I'm like all my credibility and all my like like literally everything I have in my brain that I'm like oh I'm like I got this guy in the back of my head pushing me like yeah you could recommend this this guy something or like I'm just like nope Uh, uh-uh. it completely folds and I'm just like I, I instantly tell them like, you know, I have a couple things that could really have you. But it's like I would really appreciate it if you went and talked to your doctor first. Like it's it's that's how it is. I mean I'm never ever ever gonna try to think I know more than any a health professional. Yeah. I'm never going to recommend somebody do something other than what their health professional's recommending. <laughs> well, so that's a big one too. People come in and they're like, Well my doctor says to do this. Well what about like I've had people tell like here doctors told their
0: um patient that was coming to us to, like, not taking omega-3. Like, saying, like, basic nutritional
1: supplement building blocks were dangerous. Like, telling them yeah. not to take... So, like, yeah, there there are those extreme cases. And well, I know a lot of... Them.
0: So, 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 unless they specialize in something, the actual area of, actual like, nutrition and supplement training in a normal... Like doctor setting like a very little, like yeah. a couple hours through yeah. seven years, whatever yeah. they go to
1: school yeah. for. Yeah, like it's for sure. minimal. Yeah, so it's, it's not something
0: they personally dug into because now they have resources. Some doctors, like Dr. Rhonda Patrick, on Joe Rogan podcast all the time. Dude, she makes me feel like a freaking ape. Yeah. Dude, I
1: don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> not a thing. Yeah, I know. It's pretty crazy. And that's like, I know a lot of doctors who are very anti-supplement. anti, uh, anti uh, supplement. And that's like, if there is, in my opinion, I know that there probably is. I don't want to be arrogant about the matter at all. But there's a lot. It's a, it's a line. It's literally like a line. And it's not, you don't. Past the line, it's literally you are for supplements or you are not for supplements. That's all I've ran into. Like I don't ever meet somebody that a doctor, especially or a health fit, or a health professional, who's like, oh I, I agree on some of this stuff, but not on this stuff. It's always like, you know, yes, you need to be taking you can take it all, it's okay for you, or nope, don't take anything. Like that's all I've ever ran into. So like I said, I don't want to sound arrogant. But.
0: <laughs> but you also hear like,
1: we had a lot of people
0: come in when the doctors did recommend them, like to take a magnesium, take a calcium, or take something. Yeah. They'd have them come in for like magnesium oxide. I mean, like literally the lowest quality forms because they yep. don't understand. Like exactly. They're trained on pharmaceuticals. They're trained on like they don't understand like that different forms.
1: Yeah. Of the like certain ingredients and then easier for us to recommend like a better form or something that's better for them when a doctor, especially when the doctor gives a broad statement, like you need to be taking, you know, magnesium. It's like yeah. the client goes magnesium only is what I, they don't, they don't get the most, what's most bioavailable for you or something you can digest better. You know, it, it just, they do what the doctor says, which Got they it. should be. Yeah. So, what's up
0: real quick. So I always feel like the medical like industry as it is, like, a lot of people know it's bad for actual wellness and health. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it has its place. I'm like, if I get hit by a car, bring me to the hospital. Yep. But, like, for chronic disease, 99.99999% could be improved or, like, diminished with proper nutrition and supplementation. Yeah. Mainly nutrition, because a lot of supplements that actually work are just when you're deficient in it. From nutrition. Mm -hmm. So, like, it it can boil down to, like, most of our chronic diseases could be cured with nutrition, um, like, natural supplements. For sure. But what makes them money? The beta blockers. The pharmaceutical stuff that they push. It's huge, dude. And, like, it's just, that's where I'm, like, I draw, I kind of draw, I'm, like, do they play their role? Yes. Do chiropractors play the role? Yes. Do like people that understand like nutrition, like doctor, It can be a doctor, but to specializes in nutrition. You know, like that's where you want to go. Yeah, exactly. The people that specialize in like actually taking care of your body on day-to-day before the chronic, the chronic inflammation, chronic whatever disease can be pretty much mitigated with nutrition supplements. And yep. so, again, if
1: I break my arm, I'm not rubbing um, coconut oil. Yeah, coconut oil. <laughs> like,
0: everyone's, like, people that came in really, really big on the homeopathic stuff. Or homeopathic and, and um, essential oils. Yeah, People came in big on essential oils. Yep, huge. And I can't find any studies on most of them. Yep. Frankincense is the natural form of boswellia, which is great for inflammation and pain. There's some of them some yeah, of them sure. not but a big majority and the claims the claims are the problem the claims they yep. claims are like without
1: you. anything to back it up to it's just huge but yeah that, that's a huge thing too you're gonna get these followings where it's like up and down with nothing and especially in the supplement industry dude it's a big problem for sure alright well
0: alright guys this was episode one of whatever we call that it's <laughs> gonna be fun trying to name this one yes it will I think I, we talked the uh, Right before we started this, what was it the uh, uh, something we both lost over hundred pounds? So it was something referencing
1: hundred pound club, <laughs> uh, The hundred pound podcast, hundred pound podcast. There you go. Yeah, we talked so, a little bit about that each. So yeah, yeah. So that's where I think we got it all in too huh, for the most part. Yeah. For
0: like, all right, guys, we're out of here.
1: <laughs> that a really good, dude.